0: Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past, headlining some of the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are featuring Fred Allen... Judy Holliday, Leo DeRocher, Jane Pickens, and Miss Tallulah Bankhead. In the fall of 1950, NBC Radio presented an hour and a half super spectacular. The name was The Big Show and it was on the air every Sunday. It starred as hostess, Miss Tallulah Bankhead.
1: We're about to be entertained by some of the biggest names in show business. For the next hour and 30 minutes, this program will present in person such bright stars as... Uh, Fred
2: Allen. Robert Cummings.
3: Lorraine
1: Day, Jimmy
2: Lorraine. Leo DeRocher.
1: Portland Hoffa. Judy Holliday.
2: Frankie Lane.
1: Jane Pickens.
2: Meredith Wilson.
1: And my name, darlings, is Tallulah Bankhead,
2: the National Broadcasting Company presents The Big Show. So
3: listen, America, the churches of America, we're going to be your father.
2: The Big Show, 90 minutes with the most scintillating personalities in the entertainment world. Brought to you this Sunday and every Sunday at the same time as the Sunday feature of NBC's All-Star Festival. And here is your hostess, the glamorous, unpredictable Tallulah
0: Bankhead.
1: Well, darling, we have just finished 13 weeks of the big show, and each show an hour and a half. Now, you won't believe this, I'm sure, but I just found out there are shows on radio that are only one half hour each. Well, I knew you wouldn't believe it, darling. Well, on this show, it takes a half an hour just to mention the names of the stars. Well, as a matter of fact... We thought we would save time by just referring to our stars by their initials, you know, like uh, Durante, Allen, and Holiday would be uh, a D-A-H. But we gave that up because on next week's show, we were thinking of having Cantor, Burl, and Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> I waited for you, darling. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see why using initials is out. Out! Oh.
2: What oh, do you
1: mean, Archie? Now, it's safe
2: by a mile. Leah DeRoja. <laughs> hello, Miss Bankhead.
1: Oh, hello, Portland Harbor.
4: I'm on your program today, Miss Bankhead.
1: Yes, I know. <laughs> well,
4: I don't have anything to say for ten more pages.
1: So what are you doing here now, darling? <laughs>
4: I told you I was here, so you won't be surprised when I show up later.
1: <laughs> well, I'll try not to be, darling. Thanks for the warning. <laughs> well, darling, it's amazing how the big show has caught on. Now, this week, there's a lovely article in Red Book and in Look magazine that's tremendously out of photographs and you should read some of the wonderful things they say. Well, I hope you won't think, darling, that I'm being immodest or boasting, but I simply must quote one of the entrancing things they write about me. Well, here it is. Here's what it says. Tallulah is about as sweet and sentimental as a third rail. (laughs)
3: Well, now that really
1: captures the true me, which so few people understand. Sweet and sentimental. I wonder what a third rail is.
2: A third rail, Tallulah, is like a third vice president of a radio network. It's dangerous to cross him. Fair Alan. If he's alive.
1: It's nice to see you again, darling. Thank oh, you. Oh, didn't I just read your name and read his digest? You were discovering uh, antihistamine or, or taking it or something.
2: No, no, the only thing I've taken recently, Tallulah, is a new job.
1: Oh, I'm so happy for you. I could exult.
2: I'll wait. Are you if back you're... in radio? Uh, no. I
1: never dear. I didn't hear it. No, no,
2: I'm... <laughs> no, I'm not in radio, Tallulah. I am in the theater at Lowe's 342nd Street.
3: <laughs> well,
2: I must come up and
1: you some time,
2: Doug. I adore vaudeville. It's on the west side, I mean, if you're coming up (laughs) in your character. You uh, you adore uh, vaudeville? Well, I'm not exactly in vaudeville. I used to be in vaudeville with a partner. My partner would shoot himself out of a cannon. And he used to drink a lot. Well, one night, he was loaded, and the cannon wasn't. <laughs> and uh, he went off with a bang, and the act split up, and uh, from then on, I was through with acting.
1: But I, you just edited you in the theater.
2: Well, I'm a junior executive.
1: What is a junior executive?
2: Well, a junior executive in a movie theater is a man who wears a tuxedo in the daytime and has the key to the cigarette machine. <laughs> oh, to Lou, I wish you were there when I was hired. I was kneeling on the floor in the manager's office. The manager, a Mr. Robert Cummings, placed his hand on my shoulder after brushing aside the dandruff (laughs) and said, Alan, you are getting this job because you have talent, you have personality, you have savoir faire, and you happen to be married to my sister. (laughs) Yes, sir. This theater has the finest marquee, the finest lobby, the finest orchestra, the finest loges, the finest... Pictures? Please, Alan, no defeatist talk. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. Repeat after me. Movies are better than ever. (laughs) Movies are better than ever. Again. Movies are better than ever. Again. Movies are... Uh, Say, how long shall I keep repeating it, sir? Until they are. (laughs) This is going to be a lifetime job, sir. That all depends. Yes, sir. Alan, every picture theater is fully staffed. Yes, sir. Today, I am creating a position never before known in a motion picture theater. For me? Yes, Alan. You will be our up to man. Congratulations. Well, Tallulah, that's how I got the job. But, Fred, tell me, what is an up to man? Well, I stand in the lobby, you see, and when people rush in late, I tell them what has happened in the picture up to the time <laughs> they
3: come in. Well,
2: I'd like to see how that service works sometime. Well, it's really very simple. I just stand in the lobby wearing a yellow swallowtail coat and see a sucker spat. And sooner or later, sooner or later, I hear a voice say...
4: Pardon me, has the
2: picture started? Oh, you're Portland, aren't you? Yes, the feature has been on for ten minutes. What picture is it? Sunset Boulevard, starring Gloria Swanson, William Holden, and Eric von Stroheim. Now, I'll tell you what you've missed up to now. As the picture starts, you see a body floating face down in a swimming pool.
4: Oh, it said in Luella Parsons' column, that body got the Academy Award for being the best corpse for 1950.
2: Yes, it was the best corpse. I heard that. I read that the actor who played the body floating in the pool is making personal appearances now. He comes out on the stage and lies down flat on his face so people will recognize him from the picture. (laughs) If they don't get it right away, he drips a little as he's lying.
4: What else happens in Sunset Boulevard? Well,
2: they fish the body out of the pool and send for a specialist. You know what a specialist is.
4: Oh, a specialist is a doctor who has trained all his patients to be sick only during office hours. That's
2: true. That's a specialist. Say, I think you'd better go in, Portland, before your popcorn cools off. Well,
4: I hope this picture's better than that Western picture you had last week.
2: Well, I wasn't working here last week. I was picketing outside. I missed the picture. I'm inside this week working.
4: (laughs) Are you lucky? Really? As the picture starts, Robert Mitchum is a little boy whose parents are killed. Yeah. And he lives with Marjorie Maine and her two children who later grow up to be Teresa Wright and introducing John Rodney. <laughs>
2: introducing John Rodney? You mean this is his first picture?
4: Yes. Well, war is declared against the Indians. Yeah. And Robert Mitchum goes to fight Sitting Bull and his standing army. <laughs>
2: well, what, uh, what happens to introducing John Rodney?
4: Oh, interesting. Introducing doesn't
2: go. Oh, introducing doesn't go, huh? Well, does the picture have a happy ending?
4: Oh, yes. Introducing gets killed.
2: Well, that was a short introduction, wasn't it?
4: (laughs) Robert Mitchum... And Teresa Wright get married. Yeah. And Sitting Bull is in the hospital in an oxygen wigwam. Oh, an oxygen
2: <laughs> wigwam for sick Indians. Uh, you didn't like this picture, eh?
4: I wouldn't even like it when they showed it on television.
2: Well, it'll be another week or so. And you can...
4: I like most westerns. <laughs> yeah? Because I like to ride horseback. Oh, you ride
2: horseback, do you?
4: Oh, I always ride side saddle.
2: Well, why side saddle?
4: That way, I save a little place where I can sit down on the next
1: day <laughs> <laughs> Well, Tallulah, you see that's how it goes in the lobby Oh, darling, it must be ghastly standing around the lobby all day explaining about that dead body floating in the swimming pool uh,
2: uh, Face down, too Well, I'm, in, I'm the up-to man and I have a job to do An up two man has other problems, Tolu. You know, when the theater's crowded and the ushers are busy sometimes I hear this Hey, buddy, my name is the Rocher and this is my wife how about two seats together? Well, I'm sorry, Mr. DeRocher. I have two seats, but they're not together. Um, all right, honey. If we're not gonna sit together, split the Hershey bar and give me my hat.
4: <laughs> you and your big, fat Hershey bar. You're impossible.
2: Go ahead. Say it. Say you hate me.
4: I won't say I hate you, but my admiration for you is
2: under control. Now, folks, folks, please, no fighting in the lobby, Who's please. fighting? Well, you two are twitting each other, and twitting invariably leads to fisticuffs. Ah, uh, there's an old saying, five lady fingers do not make a fist.
4: Go ahead, Leo, shake
3: the battery out of his flashlight.
2: Now, just a minute, with that tux...
3: <laughs> with that
2: tuxedo, you'll have to go in the balcony. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Derosier. Don't you dare, Strike. Strike! I am her. That was right over the plate. <laughs> well, that gives you an idea, Tallulah. Oh,
1: Fred, those troublesome types must play your nerves, Doc. Well, what can I do? I'm employed. I just have to stand there and take it. But it's dark in those theaters. Can't you step on their feet or back them into the drinking fountain to dampen their ardor or something?
2: Oh, it's aggravating. Yesterday I was standing there and I heard someone say.
1: Cadet!
4: <laughs> could you help me right away, please? It's urgent. My name is Judy Holliday.
2: Well, what, what's wrong, uh, Miss Holliday?
4: Well, I lost my son. He's a boy. Oh. <laughs> what does
2: your little boy look like?
4: Oh, well, he's six years old, and he's stuck a lollipop.
2: Well, how could you lose a boy six years old?
4: It's possible. I did it. <laughs> I see. He was sitting in the next seat. Yes. And when Sunset Boulevard started, I seen the body floating in the swimming pool. I fainted. I'm a very heavy fainter. Oh, yes. <laughs>
3: The
2: one of the stud didn't bring you to when you heard the... Well, when you came to...
4: Eric von Stolheim was on the screen. My little boy was gone. <laughs> also the lollipop.
2: Well, I'll... I'll page the little boy. What's his name? don't
4: know. I don't know. <laughs> You
2: don't know your own child's name?
4: Well, he's crazy for movie stars. Every week he takes the name of one of the stars in the picture he's seeing.
2: Oh, very well, madam. I'll page him. Eric von Stroheim, your mother wants you. Paging Eric von Stroheim, your mother's looking for you. Eric von Stro... Well, I'm sorry, madam. He doesn't answer.
4: Hey, that usher in the next aisle is pointing at
2: you. Oh, I'll see what he wants. Uh, yes, Cuthbert.
4: My poor little boy is lost. My doll, my angel. When I find him, I'll kill him.
2: (laughs) Madam, I think we have a clue. A little boy walked up to the usher in the next aisle and said, got a message for Gloria Swanson?
4: That's my little boy.
3: Gloria, Gloria Swanson. (laughs) (laughs) Well...
1: Kalula is an up to man. That's what I've been going through. Oh, Fred, you'd better give up your job in that movie theater. With all those mad people around, you won't be safe. Safe? He was out of my. What do you mean, safe?
3: Leo Prince!
0: Ladies and gentlemen, the American Forces Radio and Television Service proudly presents The Retirement Two. Yes,
2: third. Is it true that after 20 years you can retire from the armed forces and get 50% of your base pay? True, true, and that's not all. You can get more and more money because retirement paychecks are tied to the consumer price index. I wish my wife was. Was what? Tied to the consumer price index. Retiring service personnel can take a training program, can't they? Right, a great training program called Transition, run by the Department of Defense. Trains you so you can really raise your average income. What's your average income? Oh, generally about 4 a.m. I thought your father-in-law
0: was loaded. He is. He also throws money around like it was an anchor. Financial security, retirement pay, life insurance. Those are just a few of the benefits from the armed forces. Find out about all of them from your personnel officer. Yes, sir. And
1: now let's get on to our next oh, portion
2: just, uh, j- just a minute, Tallulah, just a minute. Yes, sir. Now, I happen to hear that, your reaction to Jane's song. That was pretty good, Jane Pickens, and that quick brush-off. I think I know what foaming... 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 Ha,
1: ha, 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 ha!
2: fomented the uh, my oh,
1: by your own petard this far
3: <laughs>
2: I didn't know there was a petard on the premises as long as you had one I thought I might as well use it to but I think I know what fomented this uh, attitude of simulated peak I might say Uh, Tallulah, do you remember a Broadway play called The Little Foxes in which you starred? I do. And you, Miss Pickens, do you remember they made a musical play of The Little Foxes and they called it Regina, and you sang the Tallulah Bankhead role? I do. I now pronounce you Jake LaMotta and Sugar Ray Robinson. (laughs) Now, girls, you know the NBC rules. I want to see a good dirty fight, no punches (laughs) barred. And may the most vitriolic participant emerge victorious. <laughs> now shake adjectives and come out scratching.
1: I don't know what he's talking about, James. Neither do I, too. We've either. always been very friendly, haven't we, darling? Of course, my sweet. Well, as a matter of fact, I saw you dining at the store club just uh, two or three times last week, and I nodded to you, but you didn't see me. Yes, I know. <laughs> trying to start an argument between us just because I starred in a play that ran over a year on Broadway and you were in the musical version that ran a pitiful seven weeks. (laughs) We had a lot to overcome, dear.
4: You were associated with the play so long people were staying away because they thought
1: you were doing the singing. (laughs) Darling, when I was a little child living down on my plantation my family spent a fortune cultivating my voice. They should have planted taters And they should have planted cotton Rainey, <laughs> didn't you want to do a sis- singing sister act, honey? Yes, I used to sing with my sister Patty And Patty, of course And which one were you, darling? Maxine or Laverne?
3: <laughs> You're thinking
1: of the Andrews sisters, Tallulah At a time like this, why not? Tallulah, didn't I see you on television last night? Oh, is something wrong with my set? I wouldn't be seen in your set. <laughs> Who says sugar? Sugar? Did you say sugar, sugar? Where are you from? Well, oh, honey, I'm from Georgia. Well, Sister Pickens, I'm from Alabama. <laughs> I know, honey, child. And I was wondering how you'd let that Yankee, Allen come between us two southern veils. Why, Allen's just nothing but no carpetbagger. Of oh, course he is <laughs> I can see the
4: bags under his eyes from here. <laughs>
1: And honey child, if you look closer, you can see the carpet still rolled up in them.
4: Imagine trying to start an argument between us. Why, Tallulah, you know I wish you all the things you wish for me.
3: How dare you!
1: That's our show for this week, darling. Until then, may the good Lord bless and keep you, whether near or far away, Meredith. May you find that long-awaited
3: golden day today. Fill your dreams with sweet tomorrow, never mind what my-
1: May the good Lord bless and keep you until we meet again. And God speed to our armed forces everywhere. Good night, darlings.
0: One of the best routines I think I ever heard featured Fred Allen and Tallulah Bankhead as they did a parody of a husband and wife morning breakfast show.
2: If one of those happy couples woke up grouchy one morning, the listener would probably hear something like this. Uh-oh,
1: uh-oh, uh-oh. Hey, knucklehead, get out of that bed. You got a program to do.
2: Will you quit yapping? <laughs> Six o'clock in the morning. Who's up to listen to us? A couple of burglars and Arthur Godfrey, maybe. <laughs> Mouth tastes like a sandhog just pulled his foot out of it. Dad, I'm sleeping. Well, why don't you stay home some night and try sleeping? Sleeping on that Pasternak pussy willow mattress? Pussy willow? It's stuffed with cat hair. Every time I lie down on that cat hair, my back arches.
1: Oh, stop beefing. Here's your coffee. Well, it's about time. I spill some on my nightshirt. Oh, you're such a slob. I'll get that bottle. That old bottle of Panther spot removal. You're not
2: putting any of that atom juice on me. <laughs> the last time it ate away my nightshirt, and I still had the spot left.
3: <laughs>
2: Where do you find these sponsors? In the police lineup? <laughs> your hair. <laughs> it,
1: it looks as though you just took your head out of a mixmaster. I know that hag, Madam Yvonne, with her chicken fat... My hair keeps sliding off my head. Ah, that bird again. Shut up, you molting pest. Now, look here, Claver. Oh, face. shut up.
2: And Yasha, you shut up, too. Good morning, mummy, daddy. That'll teach you sneaking up on your parents with that one tooth like an old elk.
1: Can the kid help it if she looks like you? I'm going to make that
2: first. Ah, go gum a donut. I- I've had enough of this grind with you and that kid in the canary yapping around. I've got a gun here.
3: You're right. you killed yourself. Yes, and you're next. Ah! Daddy, you killed Mummy.
2: Now it's your turn. <laughs>
0: up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio and our salute to Miss Tallulah Bankhead and one of the great radio shows of all time, The Big Show. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next week for more shows and personalities from Radio's Golden Days. This is the American Force's radio and television service.